Welcome to Crab Takes in Football. That's what this podcast does. I'm TK, joined by Andrew Holly. Holly, how we doing, man? Well, man, it's been a depressing, depressing kind of week here in Baltimore, not only because of the, the Ravens, but the weather has been crappy. I'm assuming it's been similar up in your neck of the woods. It's, uh, yeah, it's kind of a week where you just want to kind of curl up under a blanket and take a nap. And that's, uh, yeah, the Ravens aren't really getting me too hyped to, you know, go run around the block and be excited. How about you? Yeah, very, very similar here. It's been rainy and cold and windy and just gross. We have like um, a walking challenge at work, you know, get your steps in kind of thing for the month. And uh, I'll just say it's been a slow start for me because because of this rain. So, yeah, I don't blame you at all, man. Yeah, at all. yeah. But uh, yeah, Ravens lose on a uh, game winning Field goal by the, to the Buffalo Bills, 23-20 to 20 on a similarly very ugly day in Baltimore. Uh, rain, wind, kind of just, you know, really disappointing day uh, for the Ravens. As, as well as things started, uh, which they looked really good for, for a bit, um, that first quarter ended. And I think we both texted each other, a uh, lot of game left. You know, there's there's a lot a lot of chance for this thing to go downhill, and and it certainly did. Um, no second half points for the offense. Uh, Twenty straight points for the Bills um, to end the first half and in the second half. Um, another disappointing 17 plus point comeback loss. I guess what's the other side of a comeback? Whatever. You know. Uh, a, a disappointing way to, to end yeah, that game. Disappointing, just um, meltdown. Yeah. So I, you know we've had we've had a couple of days to uh, to to think about this one. So maybe let's start with with some of the good things. I think there were some good things. You know maybe uh, defense causing some turnovers early was not, was nice. Um, I think in general we noticed kind of a plan for for the interior defensive linemen to maybe not get too overzealous with their pass rush and get their hands up into passing lanes. And we saw um, several uh, passes be influenced by that. So I think the defensive linemen, especially uh, Justin Matabike, had a nice day. Yeah, agreed. There were were definitely some moments early that, you know, that that gave you some – I hate saying confidence because I never even was confident, but there certainly gave you some moments to feel like, hey, we, maybe we have something, you know, some positivity this week. Um, the turnovers were nice, but uh, I, it, it's hard for me to look at anything that happened defensively on Sunday and be be all that. Be that all that happy. I mean, the bottom line for me is this team was up seventeen to three. Twenty to three. Was it twenty to three? Yeah. And then we lose twenty twenty three to twenty. I I I don't I don't get it. It was it was as soon as the Bills had one good drive, it was over. The game was over. The defense was on their back foot. From that point forward, we could do nothing 
to stop them. Maybe we had one or two series where it was okay, but they, I, I just don't get it. There wasn't any, any confidence on the team. You could tell that the bills were going to come down and win the ball game at the end. Yeah. I think that was such a good, um, recognition by you is just like, it takes not that much for this defense to be on their heels all of a sudden. Um, you know, whether it's one drive or one big play, all of a sudden the the Bills starting interception, field goal, fumble, punt, punt means nothing. You know, that's against the against the Bills offense to go interception, hold for a field goal, fumble, punt, punt is really good. And then, you know, they they get that they get they get that touchdown drive to end the and the first half, and you're just like, well, here we go, uh, you know. And from that moment on, the defense was just on their on their back foot. There's like no other way to say it. Agreed. I mean, I, you know, I, and I think you know, you look at the offense, and you say, okay, Lamar obviously didn't have his best game. We can talk about the last play, you know, all last offensive play in a little bit. Um, but then you look at some of the you know, it, it's frustrating because you look at Justice Hill and J.K. Dobbins that this was the best rushing game the Ravens had for their running backs by far all season. And then to have Justice Hill pull a hammy on that last drive, um, that was a killer. Um, I, I, I it, it, it's extremely frustrating for me as a guy who wants to give Justice Hill all the praise in the world after, you know, crapping on him for three years or however long it's been. He has looked dynamite, and it really sucks to see him pull a hammy. Um, that hurt. I think the Ravens score. I think at that point in the game, J.K. Dobbins was out of gas, um, and Justice Hill we needed him at that point. And I'm not at all blaming him. It sucks he pulled a hammy. But that that was a massive loss. To replace Justice Hill with Mike Davis, I mean, let me go vomit in the woods. I mean, it just that's just that sucks that there's that much of a drop off between Justice Hill and the next guy. Now, thankfully, Gus Edwards practiced today and apparently looked pretty good. He's not gonna play this week, I doubt. But there might be some light at the end of the tunnel where maybe the offense can start grinding out some drives and saving the defense a little bit. But but taking that aside, I mean, when when do we really have to start looking at this defense and looking at the coordinator? When is it too early? When is it too late? Because Mike McDonald looks like he's got deer in his headlights look every time they show him on the sidelines at the end of the game. I think we got kind of lucky against the Pats, quite frankly, because we were able to make our plays instead of the beginning of the game. We made them at the end. So we were able to take the Pats out of it. You know, we just chose the wrong time to make our plays this this game against the Bills. 
the defense chose to to make a couple plays in the beginning of the game, which was great, but then they lost their nerve. I, you know, like who who's responsible for that? Because we've got veterans on this defense. Now, granted, our linebackers are putrid. Patrick Queen is okay. Bynes is okay. But nobody, I mean, you think about Milano. He's They're, awesome. Uh, dude, their linebacker was all over the place. Yeah. And and, and Ed, Edmonds as well. Yeah. I mean, we don't, where's our linebackers? Where are our linebackers? We don't have any. And that's a problem. You know, and I don't know what our DBs are doing, but we can't cover anybody right now. Yeah, I it's it's so weird. I just like it's not the a defense lack, looked. It's not a lack of talent. Outside yeah. Of outside of linebacker, that is a lack of talent right now. Yeah, like they they look so good on those first five Bills drives. You know, they looked really solid all three levels. You know, you know, the tip balls, actually catching interceptions, um, uh, you know, tight coverage, you really not giving up a ton of yards after the catch. And, you know, things really look tight. And then, like you said, one bad thing happens and you're on your heels for the rest of the game. And maybe it's a lack of adjustment or, you know, a really good adjustment by Ken Dorsey on the Bills side and, and the and the Ravens were never able to catch up. But like again, who's making the adjustment other than the coaching staff? And, you know, they they seem to fall short on that for sure. On both sides of the ball, probably. When you when you talked about the, you know, grinded out drives, I think we got a few of them um this past week. Uh let's see. First half, second touchdown drive was nine minutes and eight seconds. Um, the second field goal drive was seven minutes and 40 seconds. And the last drive of the game was nine minutes and 29 seconds. So the Ravens win the turn, uh, the time of possession battle, almost 38 minutes to 22 minutes. So I'm not sure you can really put this on, you know, fatigue, in the second half, although most of the Ravens' drives in the second half were very short, um, because from that point of view, like that is, you know, you win, you win the turnover battle, or I guess you tie the turnover battle, and you win time of possession. You have the lead going into the half. Those are generally the three big things for for a winning formula, and uh, <laughs> you come out with another L. So just yeah. a really, really weird, uh, frustrating way for it to happen. Um, I think I think this here's a stat that I think totally nails it. Is I, I think I saw earlier today that the Ravens have been losing for like a combined 30 seconds. 14. Is that what it is? 14, 14. seconds. Yeah. And, and they're two and two. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, and look, maybe this is us making a mountain out of a molehill. Maybe we'll look back at this at the end of the season and say, oh, we just needed, you know, Bowser to come back. And man, wasn't a Jabo a revelation. But at that point, that is like, 
we're looking for some lottery tickets right now. And there, there are more problems than that's going to solve. Yeah. And, and, and I, I think you're right. I think this is one of these units, you know, like the, like the chiefs defenses the past few years, they haven't been like awesome, but they get hot at the right time. Yeah. I think I just get the feeling that this is the defense that gets hot at the right time. You know, it just takes them a little bit longer to figure it out. You get some pieces back, you know, you, you don't have to drop away into coverage all the time uh, or, or uh, as often as you do uh, because you get Bowser back. Um, you know, that, that helps take some of the pressure off the other linebackers to get pressure. You know, I don't know. There's some things that could happen. And of course you can't always rely on, injured guys coming back to 100% immediately. You can't do it. But there is there may be some spark there. Yeah, I mean, look, we we've talked about it several years when we're, you know, getting into December. That 2012 team when they we made the changes on the offensive line and that took us to a Super Bowl. I mean, so there's always there are always tweaks and things that can happen that can you know, take you all the way. Now, what is the other thing that happened that year? No, the coordinator change. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not trying to say that we should fire Mike McDonald yet, but it's a problem. I mean, I don't want to sound like Rex Ryan, but it's, it's a problem right now. And it's something that I hope internally they're looking at. And I mean, look, we can talk about it now. I mean, that last play going forward on fourth down, um first off i i will say it was the right play i would say it worked and i would say lamar just didn't execute but that said we're doing that because yeah i didn't i don't trust the defense the bills would have scored a touchdown if we kicked that field goal the bulls the bills would have gone right down and scored a touchdown they they purposely didn't in my opinion score a touchdown to get to take the time off the clock. So I don't know. It, it's uh it's hard for me to to get real upset with Harbaugh about his play calling or or decision to go for it. It's really not his necessarily his play call. But I do I do get concerned now about his choice of coordinator. And now granted, he's been I can't make any I mean look Harbaugh had seemingly done the right moves every time you know let's face it last when when we have been most upset with Harbaugh he's generally made the right moves he's been here for 12 years as far as his coaches go you know he he's he's made the changes when he's need to make changes He's kept guys and seemingly helped them grow a little bit sometimes when they've needed to. But I don't know, man. Is is Mike McDonald the guy? I mean, is this the guy we want him to nurture and, you know, be our defensive coordinator? Is it too early? I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I, I can't ignore, like, the really good starts against the Dolphins and the Bills. They're two good offenses. And they had really good starts against both of them. I think maybe what needs to be looked at is like the halftime adjustments or like the late game 
situational play call. Yeah, but we were on the back foot before halftime, man. Yeah, that last drive. That's, that last drive of the first uh the, the last drive of the first half. Yeah, for sure. You know, I it's it's I mean, I feel like, yeah, going in, sure, he may have had a sound game plan. Mm-hmm. And that's fantastic. You've got a week to put that together. But, you know, you can you can game plan as a coach. You need to be able to execute and modify that game plan as a coordinator. Right. And and maybe that's that's what I'm getting to is is like we've seen the pattern uh, of uh second half breakdowns now. Um so what adjustment is not being made or like why does it seem like the defense is on the back is on their heels, uh, you know, pretty pretty quickly? Like, why is that switch so easily flipped? Yeah, um, yeah and it's I don't I don't know I, I don't know if 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 I knew I some I of these veterans seeing and feeling that's making them go oh shit here we go again so quickly. Because that's what it feels like. Yeah, and, and Marcus Peters obviously upset uh, after after the game. Um, most likely for the decision to not kick the field goal. Um, but you know, I, I the way that Harbaugh explained it, you know, it, it was okay to me because um, he said. Theoretically, if it's an incomplete pass, then the Bills have to go 98 yards. Um, and then if it's a tie game, they're likely punting on fourth down. But if they're losing, they're going for it on every fourth down. So they got four downs every time. You know, so I kind of get it. Uh, but then I think, you know, for those guys mentally, you know, de- defending a lead late game situation may be a little bit different than defending uh, a, a tie game late game situation. I don't know. And and. It's impossible to get into uh, a player's mind in that situation, but I can see why Marcus Peters was upset. Although I, I do, I think I agree with you as well. I think Harbaugh made the right call there. Yeah, I mean, I can see he look. It, it, it's a shitty loss. It's the second time we've lost in a really crappy fashion in three weeks, both times at home. So no matter who it is or why, I. I I can understand people being mad at the end of the game. So I I don't mind any of that stuff, especially because it appears that Peters and Harbaugh have a great relationship. So it's not like it's something that, you know, there's certain guys where, I don't know. I, I know like on other teams, Peters has acted up and all that, but I, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like Harbaugh has a handle on that kind of a thing outside of somebody like, um, what's his not to punched Clark? Um, uh, Earl Thomas. Thank you, Earl Thomas. Of course, I'm using great terminology, but anyway, Earl Thomas when he when he punched Chuck Clark. I mean, obviously the the team was like, no, that's not happening. And I'm pretty sure that if someone was really a dick on this team, same thing would happen. So I trust Harbaugh to to be able to deal with it like two grown adults it just got it got heated you know and you talk it out and you get over it um, yeah 
and and I'm okay with that. I guess I, you know, you look at you look at some of the players we've had on this team. You know, between the Ray Lewis's or Ed Reed's or whoever, you know, Terrell Suggs. Look, everybody is. I feel like has had their moments where they've kind of jawed back and forth with somebody here and there. One of their position coaches, their head coach, whoever it might have been during a game, because they were pissed about something. You know, so I, I don't know. It is what it is. It, it makes for some good, good headlines and stuff. But thankfully, it does appear to be much ado about nothing. Yeah, and and that comes with good, just a good organization. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, not much there. I think it's just. Emotional game, crappy way to lose, second time happening in three weeks, like you said, and, and things are going to boil over. It's fine. Um, but they're adults, and, and we'll figure it out. But let's see. Any Anything else that we wanted to talk about? I think we hit on the big things. I mean, the offense kind of sputtering in the second yeah. half. Yeah, I mean, maybe we, we didn't really talk about the offense. We spent some time on the defense. Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. I, I mean, what do you, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I think the good things on offense were things that now you go, ugh. I mean, just because even like, okay, Devin DeVernay actually looked really good. You know, he should have had a touchdown at the end of the game. So you just go, ugh. You know, not his fault, but, you know, it still sucks. You know, then you look at J.K. Dobbins had a really nice game, but then he kind of, well, I shouldn't say he, not not through any of his fault, but he wasn't really able to, you know, carry it through the end of the game to power us in for a win, you know, which is unfortunate. That will probably come. I think there was a lot of, lot of positives though to, to see from, from JK Dobbins. So that was great. I mean, 12, what is it? I'm sorry, 17 total touches. It looks like for yep. 63 total yards, two touchdowns. I mean, I'll take that any day of the week from JK Dobbins. Um, Patrick Ricard still is a beast. You know, so that's great. So, I mean, there are some good things out there. Um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be all, all doom and gloom. Jason Pierre-Paul moving on to, from the offense, but holy crap. I mean, he played a heck of a game for a dude that was. I can't believe he played so much. Unbelievable how much he played. I mean, that guy, seriously, I, I have never been more impressed by a guy. I mean, to be able to come in and play, how many snaps was it? It was. He played like 55 percent yeah, of the 55 snaps. 55 snaps. He played 80 six, 86 percent of the defensive snaps. Oh, 55 snaps. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 55 snaps. So 86 percent of the of the defensive snaps. For a guy, we just he'd like been on the team for three days and didn't have any kind of practice really. I mean, that's that's amazing. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's amazing. Um, I mean, yeah. More snaps. He had more snaps than Calais Campbell. He had more snaps than Matabike. More snaps than Broderick Washington. More snaps than Travis Jones. You know, more snaps than Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. Brent, like that's crazy, man. That is nuts. That's nuts to me. But yeah, really surprising. Yeah. But so, I, anyway, dude, I te- I texted you at the beginning of the game, like. He is such a freak. Like, he, he looks huge. Really? I mean, and obviously, I think he it, – it's a shame we probably didn't sign him in the offseason because yeah. it, it, it looks apparent that he's going to be a player for us if he can remain healthy. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so that could be that could be good. We just got to make sure we don't have need him to to hold up all ten fingers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's not one of the people that had a, a batted pass, but um, no, no fireworks for JPP. Right. But you know, I I was really impressed. You know, chasing down runners and things like that. Very hey, impressed with him. He's a heck of a player. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else? I I don't think it was Lamar's best day. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. Um, maybe holding the ball a little bit longer to try to yeah. make those like devastating intermediate to deep throws instead yep. of kind of taking what was there sometimes Absolutely. or like not taking off sometimes. It's almost like he's he's just holding that extra second. And look, this is so talking out of both sides of our mouths, because how often are we like, oh, we want Lamar to, you know, feel better in the pocket and all that stuff. So I realize this is somewhat contradictory to what I normally talk about, but it's like, it's almost like there are those one or two splash runs that Lamar isn't hitting that and and obviously he's had a couple like major runs so it's not like he hasn't been running the ball but there have been some points where he probably could have gotten a first down if he had run and maybe a lot more than that but he's staying in the pocket and he's waiting to throw now sometimes that's had a positive result and he's been able to complete the, the pass and it's not it's a moot point but it it sucks when you've got a guy that's that talented and you're going wait a minute you could have gotten 10 yards, but he was going for 30. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, because I don't think it's about the contract. I just think he's trying to grow as a quarterback. And and and, and he's probably and not just grow as a quarterback. I'm sure part of it is he feels more comfortable as a quarterback. So he's like, well, wait, I can hit this, you know, but it, it's going to be a, a real. You know, a. a what am I trying to say? I guess just a real balancing act for him of trying to figure out who am I because I can run for a thousand yards if I want to, but I'd also like to throw for four thousand yards. Right. Yeah, and, and I guess w- what I kind of noticed is, in addition to just like you know taking those runs, is there some intermediate uh, the so underneath passes that are there that you know he's resisting. Um, and, you know, sometimes those are okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. sometimes those, you know, kind of get you down the field. And, and yeah, they're not, you know, 12, 14, 15-yard plays each time. But, you know, if you have second and second and eight and, and you get four or five. Well, here's know, a all... weird thought. And, and this is oddball. And Lamar would probably look at me cross-eyed if I asked him about this. But you always see Lamar in the pocket. And he does, like, those sidearm slings to to those short passes you know to the the crossing routes or you know i feel like a lot of times that's when he drops down and does those funky throws is he just not comfortable going over the top on those kind of a you know what i mean i mean i'm sure there are highlights out there that show i'm doing that and this is a silly comment but that does seem to be when you see him you know, do that sidearm thing. 
Yeah, a, I'm not sure. Is that a uh, bad observation? Uh, I have no idea. I have not yeah. noticed that myself. Um, but yeah, I, I guess Something maybe. Something to look at, I guess. Right, because if yeah, because if you're not going over the top of the defensive lineman on like a longer pass, then the shorter pass you're gonna have to like manage the the angle of how the pass the passing lane a little differently. I don't know, maybe maybe I I haven't noticed it myself, but something to look at. I yeah, and I don't mean that as a criticism to Lamar. I mean I just think he's kind of feeling his way around the pocket and deciding on how he's doing things. Just something I thought about. Yeah. I don't know. Well, yeah, maybe I'll keep an eye on it this Sunday, and, and we'll see if we notice the same thing. Um, let's see. You mentioned Dobbins. Um, so happy to see him back. I think he looked pretty good. There's some times where the the offensive line broke down on him a little bit, especially on the goal line there. I think the the Ravens have not been very good in like short yardage situations. Terrible. That was another. Yeah, that was another uh, observation. The Ravens versus the one yard line or I guess you know, what, what's frustrating me is, I guess, and maybe I'll have to go back and look at the tape, but I feel like we're not running behind Ricard. We're keep we keep like doing polls or, you know, he's on the outside helping the left tackle or whatever. Let's just line up on the eye and, and run behind Ricard and, and go up the middle and, and get some yards. I, you know, it, I feel like we keep trying to get cute with the runs and they're like delays or whatever instead of just pounding it in. And when we have tried to pound it in, it's been with Mike Davis. You know, and it's just I'm going to be real happy when we get Gus Edwards back. But until then, we've got to give the ball to Ricard more, too, on on short yardage because he's plowing through people when he gets the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did have the one carry, which looked pretty good, the fullback dive. Um, he had a couple catches. Um, so yeah, I mean he he is definitely a usable offensive player. Um, so yeah, I, I agree. Getting him the ball more would be nice. And and you mentioned helping out the, the left tackle. What did you think of Falele uh, against a, a pretty good Bills defensive line? I mean, I think again, very serviceable. I mean, for a guy that <laughs> was our backup right tackle, he's doing a heck of a job as our starting left tackle. Um, but thankfully it looks like Stanley was a full participant today and, and maybe if we're lucky, we get to see him on Sunday night against the Bengals. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice to get him back. And I wonder what you do with Falele after this, because I, I think the consensus is that in the run game, the, the, the weak link has been Morgan Moses so far. Um, so, you know, maybe after the bye or something like that, do you install Falele and, and get that offensive line change, uh, that, that Ravens fans are so, uh, fond of because of 2012. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, instead of, instead of Brian McKinney, you get Ronnie Stanley back. And instead of moving, uh, or to the right side, you move Falele to the right side. And, you know, what, what does that do to that offensive line chemistry? And, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the key, and yeah. you know, impossible to say now, but it's something to keep an eye on. And, uh, take out, uh, take powers out. 
I think Powers has been fine. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think Powers has been fine. I'm really just kidding with that idea. I don't know that you'd, you'd want, like, a guy who's, like, 10 feet tall playing guard, but... Right. He's um, going to bat down passes himself. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, know he... Good, that's a good thought. I mean, it's, I mean, I hadn't really thought about that and, and what the knockdown effect would be when Stanley came back. I was just thinking about Philele to the bench. But you're right. As well as he's played so far at left tackle, it might be worth our time you know, to to give him some time over at right tackle and see if that improves any things at all. Yeah. I mean he's he he got a lot of help on 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 Sunday, but not every time. And, you know, yeah, he gave up some pressures, but overall against the players that he was going up against, I think he definitely held his own. I, I I've been pretty impressed with him so far, especially, you know, playing left tackle where he hasn't really played in the past. And uh yeah, I one of the bright spots for me um, yeah, on Sunday. Absolutely. I mean, the fact that Von Miller only had one sack is like, and one quarterback hit. Right. It is unbelievable. Right. And that quarterback hit was that ridiculous uh, completion. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was insane. Yeah. That, let's face it, that was a Madden glitch that happened. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It just happened in real life. Um, okay. Do you want for those look... for those that have no idea what we're talking about, the play where Lamar scrambles around, throws it over to uh, Mando, who like sort of grabs it and pops it into the air, and then and then Duvernay grabs it for the for the what twenty yard gain or something like that. Um, less than that, but it was a first down. Yeah, it was a first down, regardless. Yeah, quiet day from Andrews. Uh, I think that was a purposeful plan by the Bills. And um, unfortunately, the injury, but also a, a difficult, disappointing day for Rashad Bateman. Um, I thought he had a chance to kind of impose himself in that situation and didn't really happen. But, you know, hopefully the injury isn't too bad. And yeah, um, I mean, I think I think we're going to have to see, you know, we want to see him suddenly be a one, number one wide receiver. But we also have to remember that he was out for most of the season last year. So yeah. it's almost like this is the second half of his rookie season right now. Um, and, you know, hopefully he's one of those guys by mid to the end of the season. That's when he starts to come on and we have that guy that's ready for the playoffs. I think the one that the the wide receiver that, that excites me the most is DuVernay. Because the fact that he's basically been there every week as a steady target for Lamar and on special teams has been pretty awesome. I mean, he shouldn't be under underlooked. Right, and and he may be lining up as wide receiver one on on Sunday if if Bateman isn't ready to go. And like you said, he's you been a steady over, guy. Overlooked is really what what the the word is, not underlooked. So let me just say that right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gl- I'm glad you got in, out in front of that one. <laughs> if I can learn to speak English, anyway. Yep. Uh, so yeah, let's let's look forward. Sunday night football, Cincinnati Bengals come to town. Uh, it's gonna gonna be uh, oh, all black uniforms were announced, yeah, that's right. which is cool. Uh, the you Bengals. Know, the Bengals gonna be in their white tiger uh, unis because that'd be kind of cool, actually. It would be kind of cool. I, I don't know if they've announced theirs yet, but the Ravens will be in the all blacks, which is cool. Um, 
the first division game of the year. So the Ravens are officially done with the AFC East for the year um, until the playoffs, if, if that should be the case. But now we get our first division game. Uh, the Bengals coming off a Thursday night football win against the Dolphins, uh, in which they concussed Tua pretty good. Um, they've been getting better. Uh, they they started off the year slow. I think they're they're starting to heat up a little bit. And obviously, we have learned that they pose a unique challenge to the Ravens defense. They do. Um... I don't know how we're going to cover them in our current state, which sucks because we're healthy in the back. But I just, I don't have a lot of good feelings about Sunday. This is, this is one that we may lose again. Uh, and I think in my, in the preseason preview, I had a splitting with the Bengals. And I think um, this is the one that I had the Ravens losing. And it, it, it's really just because I just don't feel the defense is really gelled yet. Um, on the other on the other end of it, the Bengals' defense is yet to face a starting quarterback for the, a, a full game this season. So we don't really know how good that defense is yet. Um, they do, of course, have the players that we're very familiar with. Um, Logan Wilson and Jesse Bates and uh, Sam Hubbard up front. And, you know, they have their guys, but we don't really know how great they are because they haven't faced even a starting quarterback. They haven't faced Lamar Jackson yet this year. So um, it's going to be an interesting situation because their offense is on the rise. Unsure about the defense. The Ravens offense, um, you know, has been good other than second halves. And, uh, we well, we we talked about the defense a lot. So, what are some of the things that you're looking for here uh, a Sunday night uh, that the Ravens may be able to prove our predictions wrong? You know, I I, I think it, it would have to take a few things. I think I think a big key will be Ronnie Stanley. I mean, if Ronnie Stanley plays, that at least gives our offense. Like, that could do wonders for offense. That could change so many things, and our offense has already been pretty good outside of last week. So that would be one thing. Ronnie Stanley playing and being our left tackle. Um, Obviously, another week of J.K. Dobbins being healthy. Not having Justice Hill is a bit concerning. But, you know, having... Bateman be healthy, you know, you know, and and then that cascading after, you know, a couple bad weeks and Lamar coming out, getting excited about Sunday night football. You know, I mean, that that could happen. But the only win I see is in a shootout. I don't see us. I don't see us at all doing anything against their offense. I think their offense is going to do what they want. If we win this game, it's going to be because our offense was just that much better. Yeah, um, you know, it, it's it's strange because Jamar Chase hasn't even really gotten going yet this year. Uh, it's it's been T. Higgins has been their guy, 
And we know what Jamar Chase has done against the Ravens in the past. Uh, so that's that's a little concerning because, you know, it just seems like this might be the week where, you know, he turns up a little bit. Yeah. And and that would be Sunday tough. night football for them, too, man. Right. Absolutely. They want to make a statement. Yep. Yep. So he's he's been a little quiet other, other than week one. Um, but. You know, the, the Ravens held Stefan Diggs and, and Gabe Davis in check for the most part. Um, which, which I think is pretty impressive. It was, it was other guys. It was, it was Josh Allen running the ball that ended up, yeah. you know, really putting them uh, in, in tough spots. Joe Burrow can move for sure. He's not the runner that Josh Allen is. Certainly not. Um, so you know, but there's you know some what the big difference is though. They've actually got Joe Mixon. Right. So they they've been having more success running the ball a little bit recently which I think has kind of opened things up. And that's that's the challenge is that the, the Bills really, you know, didn't have a ton of success on the ground other than Josh Allen. Um, but, you know, of, of course, Mixon has, has gone up against the Ravens a lot, and he's had some really nice games against us. So that's that's the added element then, uh, then against what the Bills were, were able to show this past week. So unique offensive challenge uh, that the Bills pose. Uh, like you said, I mean, I, I was saying there are reasons for confidence because we were able to shut down, not shut down, but we were able to at least contain two really good receivers. But I do think that part of that was those semi-hurricane conditions. And I was going to say, yeah, that's, that's, uh, I, I don't know, man. When you look about how well we contain the Dolphins receivers, it's hard for me to be well, all that, all that confident, um, about what we can do against wide receivers based off of last week. Yeah. So I, it, it's, it's going to be interesting. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go down. I, I don't have a great feeling about it, but the nice thing is that the Ravens schedule uh, eases up a little bit uh, after after this week, after the Bengals, some some more winnable games. You get the the Giants, you get the Browns. Um, of course, the rest of the schedule isn't loading for me, but some winnable games well, uh, after we, this. Can we play the Bucks. I mean, sure, we've got the Giants and Browns. Hopefully, those are wins. You the know, Bucks at, at the Bucks Thursday night is rough. Yeah, that's not going to be an easy game. At the Saints is, I would think, a win. You know, then we got the Panthers, the Jags, play the Broncos. The Jags are no joke. I told you, didn't I tell you yeah, that? Didn't I tell did, you about the Jags? You did, you did, you did. But I, I don't care. They're the Jaguars. They're terrible. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not. Yeah. The Broncos, the Broncos is a winnable game. Uh, we got Kenny Pickett Broncos starting. Is a winnable game. Steelers, Browns, Falcons, Steelers. Those are winnable games. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, so what I'm saying is, uh, if the Ravens fall to two and three, it's only week five. Uh, it's not the end of the season. Um, there are some. Potential sparks, like we mentioned, guys coming back from 
uh, injury. There are potential lineup shuffles like Falele moving to right tackle maybe that would be related to uh, Stanley coming back from injury. There is the fourth place schedule that we're playing. Um, And we have Lamar Jackson. So even if the Ravens lose on Sunday, I'm I'm not nearly willing to call it on this team um, because, oh, like no, you said, it's not over. We this was a loss coming in. We, mm-hmm. we thought this was a loss. Let's be real. The only game that was a surprise loss so far is the Dolphins game. Yeah, it, the, and especially because how how it happened. Yes, and it's really the the manner with which it happened rather than the loss itself. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it, it sucks to lose, uh, but the sky's not falling. Uh, I think the Ravens, like I said, are going to get hot at the right time. I think this is still potentially, you know, a really strong contender. Um, but they got to put some things together. They've got to play four quarters. I, I still don't know if this year, it, it, even in the two wins, if they've played four quarters. No, you know, I'm I'm like... Maybe against the Patriots, but you know the the Jets game kind of took the gas off the pedal in the fourth quarter. But yeah, just got to finish. Um, offense has to finish. Defense has to finish. There, there's just no killer instinct on, on the team yet, and they got to find that. And they 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 got to find it fast because uh, <laughs> the Bengals, even if they if even if the Bengals go down early. Um, they are capable of doing the exact same thing as the Dolphins and the Bills. Let's face <laughs> it, they could be down twenty nothing, and they're going to say we have them right where we want them. Right, because maybe they do. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't think I had anything else to add um, to this week. Looking forward to Sunday Night Football. Uh, actually, I don't know if I am. I, I. Uh, I like my sleep these days. I have off on Monday, so I'm actually okay with Sunday Night Football this week. Oh, normally, you do. Normally I'd be a salty MFer, but but yeah, I have off on Monday. So I'm right. I don't. Yeah. And oh, my, man. My, my day job actually uh, has a company holiday for National Mental Health Day. Or oh, nice. National Mental Health Day or whatever it is. Whatever that is on Monday, we have off for it. So. That's very nice. Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, do you want to sign us off? Well, I will. You know, I, I'm, I usually talk about the Ravens as we close things out. But today I'm going to talk about the O's because they finished today 83 and 79. They split a doubleheader with the Jays. You know what? I mean, Orioles magic, man. I mean, it sucks to say that for a team that didn't make the playoffs in one way, but they were 52 and 110 last year. And this year they finished above 583 and 79, over a 30 game improvement. I mean, that's wild. That's wild from year to year. And it's exciting to see what the future holds for the Orioles as we move forward here in Baltimore. And you know what? With those positive notes, let's think about the things that could happen for the Ravens. Maybe some magic will happen for the Ravens as we continue. Might not be this weekend, but as we said before, (laughs) it's a long season. It's a long season, so maybe we'll still have some positive notes before the end of the year. I'm going to guess we will. So with that said, let's go Ravens.